Good morning and happy Friday, Cowboys Nation. Welcome to AZ Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm, Boston Scientific, and DFW Turf. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Clap it up for everybody. We've made it to the final Friday of No Cowboys Football. Final, final Friday, and we're going to talk about the keys to the game, Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys, at home, AT&T Stadium, week one, Sunday night football. I got three. Three keys. We talked about a lot of them throughout the week. Add a little nuance to some of them, a little razzle-dazzle, and we'll discuss that. And then in the roundup, McCarthy continues to be coy, playing mind games, I don't know, but he's the opposite of Jerry Jones, and I can't say that I'm mad at it. And uh, also, we got some Michael Gallup updates again, and we also have the injury report that came out. <sighs> yeah, Shoegate. I'll touch on it. I'm going to throw that in the garbage, and we'll, we'll come out of the roundup and see what y'all feel about it. But y'all really feel something, something. We'll see. We'll see. Shout out to the Bomb Squad in the building. Bomb! Appreciate you guys for being here on this final prep for week one. If you're new or if you're not new, you want to find out how to keep up with me and A to Z. Just look down there at the ticker, the DFW turf ticker, your number one artificial turf in the DFW area has my Twitter, has the post of the nation hotline and also has A to Z sports Dallas website for you to check out all things Cowboys. Speaking of which, this is Friday. So usually Fridays, I try to you know make it about y'all. So I'll give my keys, but we'll also do some bold predictions and we'll get you guys to call in uh, if you want to. 351-999-3787 is the call in line and already got my guy on the horn. Hold tight, Fresh. Let me come out of the roundup because it's been a minute since I talked to you. So hold, hold tight. Before we get into the roundup, though, real quick, y'all check out the game yesterday. We're all rooting for the, well, most of us is rooting for the Bills yesterday. And they came out and just stomped the Rams 31 to 10. And, and I think one of the f- more fun defensive games I had wrote on Twitter. When I say defensive games, I mean offense. Josh Allen is, is an alien and they look great. But the defense came out, got seven sacks, four turnovers, was pressuring uh, Matt Stafford all game. Von Miller looked amazing. The interior looked great. The safety. I wrote on Twitter. I would like an order of that on Sunday. Maybe I'm being greedy. Maybe I'm being greedy. But I'd like an order of that on Sunday. If we do that on Sunday, I can give a damn how, what's going to happen on the other side of the ball. So, you know, I kind of was looking at that game from a defensive standpoint uh, for the Bills because I always thought their offense was going to continue to click, and that's exactly what it did. Gabe Davis picked up where he left off. Josh picked up where he left off. Diggs. There was a stat that came out. I, I wasn't going to be petty today, y'all. Uh, but PFF, you know how they, you know how I feel about PFF. I love their stats, hate their grades. I am curious what they have to say about what happened yesterday in regards to uh, Jalen Ramsey. And I don't want to do this every week, but but this is the week to do it. We ain't played yet. It is what it is. I saw a stat. Jalen Ramsey gave up, what, seven receptions, seven targets, 100-something yards, 158.3 quarterback rating, and two tutties. 
I just hope they write 15 articles about that game. That, that, that's all I'm saying. And I'm going to leave it at that, Cowboys Nation. I'm going to leave it right at that because I don't want to get too, too petty. Um, but I don't like how they did my guy Diggs last year, so we'll see We'll see what happens this year. Now, Diggs has his own matchup we'll get to um, on Sunday with my guy Jesse Holly in regards to Mike Evans, but I think he matches up better with Evans. I just know Diggs when it got burnt like that with his brother. But ah, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Hey, Fresh, you know what? I'm going to get you in here. After the roundup, let's hit the roundup. It's time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, McCarthy. You know, it's it's clear to me that Mike McCarthy is hell-bent on not giving opponents free information. Like a Jerry Jones. And I love it, you know. It, it, it may not be great for, for the media, for content or whatever, but I love it, man. He, he's playing everything close to the vest. And it started since he arrived. Remember in 2020, he took all the names and numbers off the... Uh, the players, he, he duped us. We thought we were going to get a full scrimmage or whatever, and it never happened. Ever since then, he's just been like, man, I'm not giving y'all nothing. Last week, they tried to get him to get the starting lineup and ask about the left tackle spot, and he said, hey, I'm not ready for that just yet. Hold your horses. Then Jerry came out and said, oh, yeah, Tyler Smith, man, left tackle. And then this week, Jerry been talking for the last week about uh, you know Michael Gallup, and McCarthy kind of playing along with the whole thing. This is what Mike McCarthy had to say about one Michael Gallup. I thought his workout was excellent. Really, the last two days, he's checked every box the whole way. Physically, he looks really good. But we don't have a time frame for his return. That will answer itself, but we've been very encouraged by the work. So they said, Mike, you attempted to play him on Sunday since he's back in full pads, which we'll get to next. He says, well, if he practices today, We'll talk about it. Oh, really? And he practiced. He ended up practicing yesterday in full pads for the first time since the end of last year. So, again, all the good news from Michael Gallup continues to happen. He's he's on his way. And I'm still leaning towards week three. But see, this is why, this is why you let Mike do the talking. Mike playing with these dudes. He's not going to play this week. But he said, we don't have a time frame. I, I know Jerry and Steven talking about, but we ain't got no time frame over here. So maybe you see him next week. Maybe you don't see him till week four. We don't know. And I like it that way. So shout out to Mike McCarthy for doing what coaches are supposed to do. Not give shit away. But yes, Michael Gallup in full pads. That is what matters the most. Now, if you look at the rest of the injury report, You'll see a name. Dak Prescott. So Dak is listed on this injury report with an ankle situation. And that sent a shock, a sharp pain down Cowboy fans' chest across the nation, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be people hit me up, sending me, you know, you know tweets and, and graphics of Dak Prescott limited ankle. I'm like, all right, well, what happened? Man, 
a damn shoe. This is what Dak Prescott had to say. He switched shoes today, and that probably wasn't the best idea. So there you go. I'm good to go. I promise you it was a shoe issue. I was limited, but I'm good to go. I promise you I'm great. It's a bionic ankle, so we're fine. Well, apparently that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because that sent shockwaves through the Cowboys nation, and they had a lot of things to say. Uh, so he said, you know, let me clarify this up for you. Something may come up on the injury report. This is before anybody asks anything. But you know this league. If you don't report a hangnail, you'll get suspended or fined. But I feel great. I still feel the best that I've felt in a long time. It's not even comparable to where I was last year going into this game. I'm honestly just excited to play football. So they asked him, well, is the shoe issue going to limit you on Sunday? I said, no, not at all. Not a chance. So I don't know if that's going to make you guys feel better about the whole situation. I don't know if some of y'all like me weren't even alarmed with this situation. Wake me up when Dak Prescott is limping around on, on Sunday or, or can't plant or can't take off or something like that. Then I'll worry about it. A damn shoe. We were joking on Vacha show yesterday. He probably shouldn't have came out and started talking about those 11s because, you know, he wears the Jordan 11s. Now he's going back to the Jordan 1s. Whatever. I don't care. Just just find the shoe that works. I, I think this is silly that this had to be a thing, but, you know, it is what it is. It's the Cowboys. It's an injury. It's Dak, and it's his ankle. It's going to come up. See? See? A.A. Ron, I think he's lying. Bill is BS. So this is this is what happens when, when something like this comes out. We there's a there's a fear in Cowboys Nation on one side, then the other side is oh, I'm not worried about it. I'm more so ain't worried about it until I see something wrong. So we'll see. We are going to see on Sunday. All right, that's this Friday's roundup. Let me get to my guy real fast before he hangs up. Fresh fade, because it's been a long, long time. My boy. What's good, man? <laughs> Finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Fine. <laughs> he was the rock. Yeah, did you see the rock yesterday in, in LA? I did, man. He disappointed thought, me. Man, like, um, he disappointed, yeah, he disappointed me. me too, man. I thought he was going to hit yeah, the finally. He didn't even do it. I mean, what's, the, what's the point of you being there if you ain't going to do the finally? But whatever, man. Exactly. That's what I was waiting for too, man. Disappointed, man. But shoot, man. That, speaking about the game yesterday, my guy. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of the game that's coming up on Sunday between us and the Bucks, man. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's there's a lot of parallels there because I mean the Rams are are built a lot like the Cowboys now with like a, a legit number. I mean, you know, we think TD Rams are legit number one. I mean, hopefully, um, a number one receiver and a bunch of other receivers that you know maybe complement right and the Bills. They just bracketed um, Cooper Cup and then let the other receivers just, you know, try to do their thing, man. They, they didn't come up big like, like I thought they would or maybe a lot of people thought they would. But it just it – just, I really hope Kevin Moore gets in his bag. One of the stats that really stood out to me was 50 yards rushing by the Rams. That's not going to do it. We, we got to get more than 50 yards, my guy. Um, for us to even have a chance to win that I game. Mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't. About it, but would, I wouldn't. Go, I wouldn't try to connect the Rams Bills game to the Cowboys Bucks game that intently, though. I mean, I mean that you know what okay. I'm saying. Like, like I get what you're saying. Nobody wants to run for 50 yards. 
right? Nobody, no team yeah. wants to be like, yo, 50 yards, that's good enough, to be fair. I got it. The Bills, is, the Bills front seven just reminds me of the Bucks front seven. That's, that's what I'm saying as far as stopping the run, being able to control, like, the middle of the field and control the run. The Rams didn't quite uh, establish anything. You know what I mean? They had, they, they're missing their left tackle or their right tackle, just like the Cowboys. That's why I mentioned there's, like, a lot of, you know, similarities there. But I, I, just, I just hope Dak doesn't give the ball away like Matt Stafford did yesterday and being sort of uh, – you know what I mean? I, 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 I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take it. I'm trying to hear where you're going, but I, I don't see it because I don't look at the Rams and the Cowboys similar. I just don't because we're, we're going to be more of a team that leans on the ground. We're going to be more of a team that that's going to, if not necessarily lean on the ground, but lean on a Zeke and TB, TP type of combination and tight ends and, and whatnot, right? Whereas the Rams last yeah. night didn't do that. Um, now, they were throwing a rock to Henderson, and they were giving him the ball, but I think TP and Zeke are yeah. going to be a feature of this offense, whereas Henderson and Akers, I don't see that happening. Uh, and then Sean McVay and Kellen Moore are drastic differences. Our philosophies offensively just seem to be different. Um, but, yeah. you know, from a pass protection standpoint, yeah, we we can't be that bad, right? Like, the, the Bills got seven yeah. sacks and, and more pressures, like. On the other opposite side, I yeah. want the Cowboys defense to look like the Bills defense against against the Bucks. Yeah, man, Josh Allen is uh he's in the elite category right now. I mean, top three right. To, I mean, I mean to me, he's going to be. I give it like another year. I mean, he may. Oh, I think he's already top three talent have... at, at this point. You know, I don't know that there's yeah. there's three other quarterbacks more talented than Josh Allen in in the, in the National Football League. So. It's just going to basically be about what he does in the postseason for the rest of his career. He's got the talent, and now because he's becoming older in the in the league, he's seeing the game much much you know slower, and that's dangerous for a guy that can just flick his wrist and throw it fifty that's, yards, that's sixty, right. seven, eighty yards down the field. I've been um I've been taking a look at you know Malik Hooker throughout. Sorry, I'm switching gears here. I've been taking nah, a look it's at been Malik a while. Hooker throughout training camp. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna take taking a look at Malik Hooker as far as you know, I don't really I haven't really heard too much. But I just say keeping my eye on him a little bit and just I'm I'm looking back and look back at his like past tape and um just really evaluating how he sort of evolved within his defense and also just looking at his past seasons of just mainly focused on rehab. This this off season he's focused on just getting better and getting stronger and getting faster as a player. And I think he's sort of flown under the radar. You know what I mean? In the past seasons, we've been looking at, you know, safeties and sort of concerned. I won't be surprised if he turns into the Malik Hooker that he was supposed to be coming into the league. And, you know, everyone's focused on digs and focused on, you know, the other cornerbacks. And, you know, rightfully so, Michael Parsons, I think Malik's going to have a Pro Bowl year. I just have a feeling he's going to have a Pro Bowl year at the free safety position because, I mean, another year in this defense, like I said, he's gotten stronger and faster, smart guy. He just has, you know, everything what it takes to become that, you know, what he was supposed to be. I think, you know, so he's my favorite guy this year to, to keep out, to keep an eye on, Malik Hooker. I think he's going to go to the Pro Bowl. I think he's going to have a big-time season this year. Uh, he's, he's one of my guys. I have him as the, the player to lead the team in interceptions this year. 
What? Word? Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That, yeah, that was my All that right. was my that was my prediction a while back. Uh was was Malik Hooker. I got him leading the team in picks. Yeah. Um because I think we finally have a guy. Uh, and this is no knock on KZ because okay. he started he started off pretty well last year there, but Malik I think is is, is a yeah. true free safety and he's going to be given the responsibility to play that single high a lot, which relies okay. on his natural instincts and, and his football IQ. And he's got that. He's got the closing speed. He's smart back there. He's a ball hawk. And you know, with the pressure that I think the Cowboys are going to put on teams, that means you're going to get a lot of balls mm-hmm. that are either tipped, you're going to get a lot of balls that are kind of thrown just. Yolos and I just think Malik Hooker is is more aware with those, and I don't think you'll see him have the miscommunications that KZ did last year. KZ probably could add two or three more interceptions. He he just doesn't have the same awareness yeah. as Malik Hooker. So I got Malik, I got Malik leading with about five or six picks, which means oh, you're saying that Diggs won't get six or seven picks. Diggs might get four or five and still have a a very ridiculously good year. Uh, maybe teams will understand. I right, I'll test him out early. He'll get a pick or two, and then they'll just give him the treatment. Like, all right, man, we just gonna go the other way. I think Diggs is gonna get two picks on Sunday. That's what I think. I don't even think no. they're gonna. I don't even <laughs> gonna go that way. He only they only threw his oh, way. Really? Th- he only had three targets last year against him because mm. that wasn't the matchup. The mm. matchup is gonna be. Uh, well, last year it wasn't the matchup. It was Godwin and AB and Gronk. It was like, why would I force it to to Evans if? If dude is playing well over there, you know what I mean. So he Got basically it. went everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, I, I kind of look at it the same way. I think he'll look at Julio. I think he'll look at Gage and be like, mm, "I'll take my chances. It's chances elsewhere." I feel it. I feel it. Last thing, man, as far as like uh, uh, predictions for Sunday, um, thirty-one seventeen Dallas. That's a lot of points. That's what I have, man. That, yeah, I have thirty-one seventeen. Um, it's it's state it's a statement type of game. Um, they they got to come out and make a statement. I mean, that's the score that I would want. Um, I mean, I'm just. Uh, I mean, at the most, I think the Bucks will probably do twenty. The Cowboys defense, they're, they're going to show what they really are. I think it's going to be locked down season for a lot of, you know, and and then of course with Brady with his off the field stuff, but he sort of you know knows how to compartmentalize and yeah, take that sort of go away when he gets on the field. But yes, Tom, but. Um, I'm saying 31-20, final score. It's a lot of points. I got the dub. I just didn't got it that many points. But all right, man. Good to hear from you again, (laughs) Fresh. Make sure you continue to tap in, bro. I got you, bro. All right. Have a good weekend. Yep. Yep. Ain't talked to my man Fresh in a minute, and and we kind of on the same page with Malik. I I think Malik's going to have a fantastic year, barring injury. Like Malik obviously has to stay healthy. And I just got him, man, that might, that might be, honestly, the, the five might be low. That's how confident I am in Malik Hooker getting a, a ton of picks this year uh, from that position. Just just the defense is just going to be, I think it's going to be different this year. I truly do. I think the pass rush is going to put, you know, more onus on the quarterback to get it off quicker. And not every team has a Tom Brady where it's designed to get it off underneath. Like, that's their offense. Some teams are going to be, you know, just YOLO in that thing. Jalen Hurts. So, some team, Daniel Brown, some teams aren't going to know what to do. Um, so they're just going to panic and throw it in. And we know Diggs and, and AB and, and Malik Hooker and these guys, they're, I say, I say AB, but I mean, AB showed some ball hawking skills last year, we're being honest. A lot of, he got his hands on the ball a lot. But I think Malik Hooker will. Eh? So maybe he leads it with six picks. Maybe, you know, I think the last time a safety had that many picks, 
y'all, y'all can fact check me on this. Go, go, go look around. Gerald Sensenball. I think Gerald Sensenball had like five interceptions at free safety next to Barry Church. I want to say it was somewhere in like the, the t- 2010s or something like that. It was somewhere around there. Um, so I got, I got, I got Malik doing at minimum that at minimum. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll try to make him a mod when I, when I can fi- figure out how to get there to make him a mod, but I'm gonna do the show first, bro. <laughs> uh, let's get Los on the horn. What's good, Los? Good morning, Scott, man. Yes, sir. Hey, let me say this. RIP to the queen, you know, uh, you know, sorry, sorry for her. Uh, shout out to the UK family out there who all supports the Cowboys out there as well. And I'm gonna say this. Football is back, man. He can't. He, he, sorry if I'm excited, man. Can you put that clip, Sky, where you know that that girl's crying? They ask how you're doing, because I I need a moment of silence for all those people saying Matt Stafford is better than that crap. Oh, oh, okay, oh, okay. All right, I thought you was about yeah, to say a moment of silence for the queen. Excuse hey, me. Hey, because I trust that to keep a team in a game rather than losing it very quickly. Would you agree with me on that, Sky? Say, say again? I I trust Dak to keep a team in a game rather than losing it very quickly like Matt Stafford does time time again. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt Stafford's highs and lows are extremely high and extremely low. Dak, Dak doesn't have those kind of lows. Yeah. So I will say that. I mean, and then I'll get to this. Um, Tony has to have more than 10 touches. If he doesn't have mm. more than 10 touches, we're going to lose against Guy. I'm right. Ri- I will riot on Monday if Tony don't get at least 10 touches. Yeah, me, me and you both, Sky, because he has to be featured offensively. Has to. My second thing is, you said it, Sky. It's not that this team, you can't run on them. We already know. It's not. It's no joke. You can't run on them in the middle. But you said it, Sky. You, those edges, they're vulnerable. And I'm interested if they put Turpin in a sweep or option in the backfield just to put him in open space, see, see how they match up offensively. And last thing, Sky, lock in on your opportunity. One thing I saw from the Bills is set the tone early offensively, and that is starting with a touchdown yeah. right at the gate. And yeah. now, you know, they didn't look back from it. So if, Cowboys can manage to, so if Cowboys can manage to set the tone early, whether that be offense or defense, I think we have a good chance of winning this game. And let's put Tom Brady in that retirement home because that, that, he, he needs to go see some marriage counseling because, you know, I don't know what's happening over there. So that's all I got to say, Scott. How about yeah. them Cowboys? And I'm ready for week, uh, week one Sunday. I got Cowboys 28, Buccaneers 21. Peace. My God, P- appreciate you, Lowe's. As Los, that was fresh, who have started off on fire with the Pulse of the Nation hotline, presented by the Cochran Firm. Since 2005, our guys Larry and Brian have been holding down the DFW area community at the Cochran Firm, fighting for you. Their attorneys, they handle all their civil cases on a contingent fee basis, meaning if they don't win, there is no financial recovery. Okay, and they handle things like fraud, automobile accidents, wrongful death, personal injury, anything you could think of. So if you guys need some legal counsel, 
please do me a favor and hit up 1-800-THE-FIRM if you want to call in, or you can visit CochranTexas.com to schedule your free consultation today. You know, when he said queen, right, I was thinking in my head, our queen, you know, when queen calls in, shout out to queen. Then he started talking about the UK and. All right, just leave it at that. Just going to leave it at that, okay? But you scared me a little bit, Lose. I thought you was talking about our queen. You talking about that one. Um, All right, let's get into my first, because the phone lines are starting to get jammed up. So let's get into my first uh, key to the game. And I think it's the key that we all can agree on right here. And it's pressure. And rally. What do you mean by pressure and rally? The pressure part is the easy part. We, we've been talking about pressuring Tom Brady since since we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game dropped on our schedule. Since we saw it. But I think putting, putting pressure not on Tom, just Tom Brady, but on their receivers as well. I think if you pressure these guys at the line of scrimmage, you, you, you're physical with them at the catch point. Hell, even if you got a little get, get a little physical downfield, make them throw them flags, a la Legion of Boom, make them throw those flags. I think it'll make Brady A have to hold on to the ball a little bit. Um, you know, it throws off the timing. Brady doesn't get in this this rhythm of seeing receivers just clean in these zones or clean in in man coverage, and all of that matters. Because then he has to dump it off. And sometimes he'll deliberately dump it off. And that's where I think the team has to then rally. They have to rally and they have to tackle well. You know, you can't execute up front and execute on the back end only to give up a third and six dump off to Lenny or a third and six dump off to Kyle Rudolph four yards you know, behind the sticks and then they get the first down. Because then it doesn't matter. And now he gets in the rhythm. So obviously the obvious one is pressure, right? We, we of course, that's that's a, a story as old as the Bible. Pressure Tom Brady, specifically in the middle, which we'll get to, but also to rally. You have to rally and tackle well because he's going to dump it off deliberately at times, and he has no problem, absolutely no problem, attacking that middle of the field, attacking your, the flats. So the LVEs of the world, uh, I have no worries about Michael Parsons in that department. The Anthony Bars and the Jabril Coxes of the world, the the J. Ron Curses, which I have no problem in that department either, are going to have to tackle in space one-on-one uh, until the rally, the cavalry get there. So pressure and rally, I think that's an easy one. That's an easy one right there. <laughs> I love Freddie Mercury. <laughs> oh, man. 505, what you got on that? Pressure and rally, what's up? Uh, talk to me? Yes, sir. Talking to 505. Okay. Okay, thank you. Uh, so I actually had a couple of things to bring up. So um, I know I, I mainly listen to you and Bosch. Uh, I've listened to the show a couple of times, but uh, one of the things you guys were talking about was with Turpin was concern of him getting hurt. Um, I think him, like Tyree Kill, some of the smaller dudes in the league, they, they're, they're professional that what they've do, been doing. They've been the small guy on their team often, so – the good thing with them is they've learned, okay, I can't take these big hits. That's bad sure. for my career. So 
I'm going to make sure I'm going to take take easier hits, like they're going to avoid people, and also just how quick they are. People aren't going to try and hit them head on because they miss, they're gone. So sure. they're going to make sure to wrap them up and things like that. So I think Turpin, I say get him in there 12 times a game. I know he's our kick return, punt return specialist, but yeah. he's not going to take these big hits that people are concerned about. Uh, I mean, even if he is, so what? <laughs> yeah, he's on the team. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, so what? Yeah. I mean, we we he's proven that he can come in here and do some things and have a role. So, and I've seen him get hit. That's that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to see him get hit. He might not have gotten hit in yeah. preseason, uh, but I've seen I've seen him take a a big ass hit in camp and he got up. So I'm like, yeah. all right, okay, I feel better. So if he gets hit and he gets hurt, it is what it is. He's a he's he's one of your more dynamic players, and I think he needs to be involved in the game. Yeah, and then a second quick point. Sorry, uh, is so I was I was watching some some highlights from last year about our defense and uh, the way people have us talking is okay. Well, we're going to regress on on interceptions and other things like that. I I don't see it, man. Last year we didn't have tip, we didn't have a whole lot of tip drills. A lot of it was just straight up interception. Um, and the way I see it, honestly, is I don't think a lot of teams are getting to seven step drops on us. Because we get there too quick. I mean, unless they're dedicating, you know, a tight end and a running back to staying in to help them get to seven step drops, I don't really see it happening. Sure. So, what was your your then, point was that the Cowboys are are not going to do what now? There, I I don't see them regressing in interceptions and fumbles. I just, oh I just don't well, because turnovers is it the problem with turnovers? You can't predict them. Um, they're one of the most you know, volatile statistics in, in, in football. No, it's hard for you to just repeat you being the number one turnover team year over year over year over. So if you look at it historically, I, I had a statistic about this. It, it, there hasn't been a team that's repeated as number one in turnovers. There might be like one, I think, over the last like 15, 20 years. So it, it's, it's difficult to do. So you may see a slight regression, but that doesn't mean that the defense has regressed. That could actually mean that, yeah. all right, you just incomplete pass, get off the field. So maybe you're better on third down. Maybe you're better in the red zone. Maybe you're you're better uh, against the run. But the the odds are are stacked against them to repeat as the turnover machine that they were last year. That does they can go from one yeah. to three. That's still regression. Yeah, time. that's what I'm saying. Because people people are saying like, oh yeah, you guys are gonna fall off completely. Those turnovers are all left. I'm just like, where? They're tip drills. And then on top of that, no, I, I mean, I if you watched, uh, what was it, the game against the Patriots, Micah Parsons got that sack fumble. Micah Parsons last year. No, that was, I think, that was Randy. The end of the year, or, or Randy. No, no, well. It was Randy. Yeah, maybe it was Randy. Yeah, okay. But they weren't even looking for the ball when they were t- sacking. They were, they were taking him to the ground. Players over, let me celebrate. I think Dan Quinn gets him to the point where, if they're wrapping uh, up, they're swinging up the ball. What you mean? Chauncey Ghost and pick that ball up. No, there was so there was a there's two strip sacks in that game. One of them, I that's what I'm saying. I think the Micah one. Micah didn't have a sack. He and, didn't have a sack in that game, oh, brother. Okay, okay. Yeah. So maybe it was it was a Randy, but Golston picked up the ball. But if Randy would have picked that up, he'd still be running today. I don't I I don't know the play specifically on that but but yeah I mean they 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 seem to be aware of turnovers bro um I don't think you go from you know 
they were I think seventh in twenty twenty actually. But I don't I don't think you had you lead the league in turnovers without being aware uh, and sack fumbles and things like that. They had a, they had a ton of fumble recoveries actually last year. Um, more than normal, but 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 I listen, man. Overall, I agree. I think the defense is going to still be getting turnovers. I I don't know if it'll be number one though. Yeah, hey, man, pre- appreciate the call, good brother. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Danny, y'all something else, man. Y'all something else. Uh, yeah, I, I you know I, I've said this throughout off season about the turnovers. I still think this team is going to do well in that department, but if I had to put money on it, yeah, I don't, I don't know that they'll be number one again. Do I need them to be? Nope. No, they could be five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They could be number five, and that's still pretty damn good. So it's just a mat- matter, in my opinion, of when those turnovers come. But this this defense is, I'm not worried about this defense. One iota. And, and even if the Bucks come out and shred it, oh, well, I, I was wrong for week one, but I still have confidence that this defense is going to carry this offense and be one of the best in the National Football League. Point blank, period. Um, We'll do another one before we get to my second point. I think Swift was on hold. Uh, Swift. 205, what it is, what it do. And I don't have my my what? Two two oh five, what up? Mm. All right, two oh five, we're gonna take you out, man. We're gonna take you out. Uh nine two oh. What's goody? There you go. Hello. What's up? What's up, Scott? This is Carl from Wisconsin. I got I gotta switch it up now. Carl. What's up, Carl? <laughs> hey, man. I got my prediction, but I'm a, I want to say this about this uh, this this scare I got from Dak. You okay. know, when you already have a heart complication, and then you hear that, and, and, and he say he's fine and everything, it's not that he say he's fine, but you got to – I'm going to be hearing this all year long about this ankle for the, you know, through the social media, you know, through the people talking about his ankle, yep. all of sports and all. And it's just like, man, I know you don't supposed to have anything like that because I guess you get fired or suspension or whatever. But I'm, I'm just, man, that's just some – I'm still thinking about I that. So, so I forgot to ask y'all, so I, I'll ask now. Um, are you worried about that ankle – the ankle shoe thing, yes or no? Yeah, it, mm. it's in my head. It's in my head. I, I can't. I can't even say that I blame you due to the. It, it, it's his ankle, but see, I got to see it. I got to see that something is truly wrong before I before I panic about that. Um, right. Given given right. the explanation. Well, true. Yeah. True. I. I, I yeah. It, it, it's. It, it's just. I've been waiting for this game, and, and, and I'm just like, to get this first game out the way and, and win it, and win it. And then I feel a lot, you know, a lot more comfortable. But, uh, yeah, I, I just – it is what it is. It comes, football comes in injuries, but that, it's just – that just 
it just bothered me to even hear him even in the injury report. <laughs> well, get ready. I, you 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 couldn't have been a you couldn't have been a Patriots fan then because Tom Brady was on the injury report every week, purposefully. Yeah. Bill, Bill Belichick did that purposefully. Yeah, I, I, I hope everything is. He, I'm confident for what he was saying, and he said, "Please, I'm okay, I'm fine," you know. But one thing I wanted him to say, hey, if you guys want to write every week about my ankle or whatever, that's on you. I told you I'm fine, you know. I'm gonna be out there. We gonna. I'm gonna. He did. Uh, he he, he quote. I will quote him. He said. They asked him, hey, man, is this, do you think this shoe issue is going to limit you on su- on Sunday? He said, no, not at all, not a chance. Okay. And, and I heard that. And, it, and yeah. it's just it's just not him. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, anybody else but Dak. You know, I don't want nobody to get hurt, but not Dak, not him, because I believe this year, I believe this year he looks good. He, you know, he lost a little weight. He's slim. He can run a little bit. And I I just don't – and if he on the injury report, I can't help that. I mean, that's out of my hand. But just – I just – I know I'm going to hear it every week. When well, I, I don't know if you're going to hear it every week. It just happened – again, he said they had to report it yesterday because he did leave practice yeah. to go fix his shoe situation. So if he doesn't report, they could be fined. So, you know, I don't think right. you'll hear it every right. week. Now, if you do see it every week and it keeps popping up, then there's something to worry about. But they land or, no, no, no. Go ahead. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying every him saying every week. No, not it's him. Just that I gotta listen to it on the you, you know You won't if he's if it's not on the injury report is what I'm saying. The only reason you'll hear about it is okay. if he's listed on the injury report. If it's not, then why why are we talking about Dak's ankle? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. And my prediction. Oh, okay. And I got twenty seven seventeen dollars. All right, twenty seven seventeen. Yeah, because we almost last year we almost we almost won. Yeah. We we was there, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. Blame the kicker. Yeah, we. Well, I mean, it's a different season. We got a different team. We feel confident about it, man. But yeah, twenty-seven, seventeen. I, I like that score, Carl. But I appreciate the call, good brother. Yep. All right. Take it easy. Go Cowboys. Yes, sir. All right, man. We gotta keep it moving here. Um, let's get to my second, my second key to the game. I have here is tempo and perimeter attack. We talked about this um, perimeter attack aspect of it all week, getting to the edges, right? And one of my favorite quotes in any Marvel movie, Avengers movie, whatever, is when Tony Stark is about to jump out of the aircraft and I think it was Captain America was like, what's your plan? Stark said attack. What's your plan of attack? I'm sorry. And Stark said attack. That's how I feel about Sunday. Just attack. You know, I've been very loud. Very loud about the soft spot of this team. And, and I think if you attack it, you'll come away closer to a victory than not. Don't sit back and, and wait for, hey, let's see what they do. Let's, let's wait for them to show their hands. Just go out and attack these boys. Go out and attack them with confidence, too. Don't pussyfoot around. I, I get this is Vita Vey and those boys, and, and we know the middle is strong. So, Go where they're not as strongest, and I think that is on the perimeter. 
I've been saying it for a long time. So, all right, cool. Attack the perimeter. But what else can you do to do so? Speed up the tempo. Mix it up. I said this before to y'all. I, I was when we were in Oxnard. I found it very interesting that the Cowboys were working on a different kind of tempo on offense than I had seen in years past. This wasn't your normal two-minute drill, hurry-up offense, four-minute offense, traditional tempo. This was this was more of a design. There was a little bit more detail to this. This was something different. And I saw them do it two practices in a row and kind of put it in their pocket. I, haven't, I hadn't seen it in uh, preseason, and I hadn't seen it in Dallas when they came down here for training camp. So I wonder if that style of, of, of tempo is something that they're going to use throughout this game and throughout the season to maybe combat not having as many playmakers as they had last year, uh, specifically in week one. But regardless, to be honest with you, tempo works anyway with Dak. It don't even got to be this clever style of tempo. Just, just let him get to the line and go. That works. Now, obviously, if, you know, you want to be a tempo offense, you can't start second and 10. You, you know, you can't start second and 15 with a sack. You got to remain efficient. And that's what Dak has been against Tampa. That's what Dak was last year against Tampa. I think he threw some something like 72 or so percent completion last year. And in general against the Bucks, 79 percent completion, which ironically is the highest against any single opponent in NFL history. So I think that's interesting, too. But. Tempo and perimeter attack combined with Dak being efficient when they do go tempo, I think is a key. I, I don't think this is a game where you're just going to run it up the middle. Jason Garrett said that. Jason said, you know, hey, you know, give it to Zeke. Hand it off up the middle. <laughs> no. No. In my opinion, you attack those edges, man. And I'm not just saying that to say that. I, I truly, truly do believe that that is where the weakness is for Tampa. And that's where they're susceptible is to attack the edges. And I don't care how you do it. Honestly, I don't care how you do it. So, you got pressure and rally, tempo, and perimeter attack. Those are my first two keys to the game. All right, I think it was Landlord that was trying to get in here. He said he in the boondocks, though. Landlord, we got you? Yeah, what's happening with you, Scott? We got you, brother. What's good? Man, man, just chilling, man. But uh, I was just saying, like, I like them keys you said, man. Like you said, we we crank up that tempo, get big Vita Vale to huffing and puffing. Right, That's right. going to be good, man. We got to get them big boys moving, make them run horizontally. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be, you know, copping what you want. I would run away from him. <laughs> like, I don't care. I yeah. mean, he, he a problem, man. Yeah, he make, a problem. Yeah, make him like, chase you. Make when, make him chase you. Don't you gonna run right at him? We've seen what, what what would happen in that in that situation. You know, some people might have too much pride. Like, oh yeah, you don't want to face him head up. Like, hey, I'm trying to win. Trying to win. Yeah, I might run away from. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I might run away from him, man. Vita is a problem, man. I can't lie. But uh, I know you heard uh that interview, man. He said something very interesting. I don't want to go too off topic, but. It's it's about what the, what he what he said about the offense in my opinion, man. Like what you got? He sounded like he sounded like he said that Kellen is gonna get the big time guys the ball in big situations. 
Oh well, that's that's Go lot, back to lip that's a lot of lip service. I, I, don't, no. I don't care about that. That's lip service, fam. We've been it's hearing that like for <laughs> we've been hearing that for how many years? For, for three years? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see it when it happens. Yeah. You know? We'll see it when it happens yeah, and when fine. it matters. Actually. It definitely sounded like cap, but I, I surely was uh hopeful after hearing that. And and I said, no lie. You know how we went back and forth about Coop, man. If they if they just burst out here and just give C D the lamb the ball twenty times and he'd be on fire, we gonna know it was just some we already kinda know, but we gonna know for a fact it was personal with Cooper, man. Cause I'm, like I, I mean Cooper you, Cooper had seventeen targets in week one last week. For thirteen receptions, and went, uh, it went off. So I mean, he went off against. He, he he got he got those kind of targets in on the opening week. What happened between? And it just dwindled away. Yeah, what <laughs> happened between then and, and the rest? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if there's going to be much to make about it. Um, getting getting CD Lamb to ball like you have to. How, how do you go yeah. into this game with CD Lamb, Noah Brown, Simi, and those boys, and you like? Hey man, six six targets to CD Lamb. Like you gotta you gotta feed him the rock, and I think they will. That's why it stood out so much because Dak said something along the lines of, "We're not gonna force it." That it's, he said something along the lines. You know, I don't have the interview right here, so I don't want to quote the man, but sure. he said something around in that area. But Micah Micah interview was very interesting too, man. That guy makes you just want to go play. Like, I don't know if I could watch him live because I might be on the field. <laughs> he might yeah, have right. me on the field. Man. Special dude, Micah, man. Micah interviews be different, man. And, like, this is my last tidbit. I don't want to talk to the devil, but we know our defense was good last year. And you know what we seen from Micah? That was baby Micah. That was Micah not even wanting to make too big of a impression in the room, Micah. Like, he said he was a rookie. He don't want to even step on nobody's toes. Now, this is Micah that's like, hey, everybody know who he is. He that dude in the locker room. And, like, this is the type of player that takes us over the top. Like, now you got a talented defense all across the board. In my opinion, we don't have many weaknesses. When you add somebody like Micah, bro, that's what I'm saying. When you add somebody like Micah on top of that, that's where it raises your ceiling just ridiculously. Like, it's no limit to what this defense might be able to accomplish. If Micah come out there and improve at all, or if he just be the same dude, it's going to be a wrap for a lot of teams this year, man. That's a plum. Like, I and, can't and wait if he, to see these boys. If, if people raise their game around Micah, that's where this defense has a potential to, to, to hit a level that we hadn't seen in Dallas in quite some time, man. But hey, hey landlord. And Micah, Micah, this is the last one. Micah named Quinn Bohanna, too. <laughs> like, that one was crazy to me. He mentioned Quinn Bohanna. But appreciate you, though, um, Sky, man. I appreciate you. All right, dog. Appreciate you, landlord. All right. Yes, indeed, man. This defense definitely has, uh, in my opinion, the potential to be tops in the league. And elite, use the term elite defense. It was elite last year in a number of things, so I, it's hard to say it wasn't one of the best last year, but it wasn't... I don't think it was one of those defenses where it carried you... It can carry you to the Super Bowl. Like, it, it was close. It was close, and almost did. When I say almost did, it obviously didn't win a game, but those are the type of games I think a defense does win. 
Um, and, and that's not a knock on that defense. Micah coming off of, of COVID, uh, you really weren't tight on the interior. It is what it is. You know what I mean? But I think this defense is better. So I think it has a potential to, to carry this team if the offense can just be respectable enough. I do think this is a Super Bowl caliber defense for sure. Now, the rest of the situation, coaching and all that stuff, that's to, de to be determined. Um, We got a couple numbers I don't know. And I think this is Mr. What, what, what do you call yourself again? What, what, what you call yourself again, bro? Mr. Uh, uh, yeah, what, what's your little nickname thing? Uh, Mr. Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Unpopular Opinion. What's your unpopular opinion today, man? Uh, I was, I'm going to say the keys to success is... Okay, okay I'm going to paint a picture for you real quick. Remember yeah. Captain America in Endgame, right? Yeah. When uh, he's by himself, he's getting his ass whooped, but he tightens his shield and he says, I'm about to fight all y'all by myself. But then all of a sudden, all those portals open up. On your left. Right. Yeah. On offense, CeeDee Lamb is Captain America. Semi, Schultz, TP, these guys are going to have to walk through that portal and battle with him. And yeah. on defense, it's the same thing with Michael Parsons, Osa, Trayvon Diggs, Hooker, Javon Curse. These guys are going to have to step through that portal and help these guys out because they already tighten their shield, but they can't do it by themselves. 100%. Yeah, nobody can do it. Definitely can't do it by yourself in this league, man. So I, I love the comparison, but I, I hope these dudes play like, you know, Black Panther and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ms. Exactly. Mark. Yeah. It's, it's going to be the others. The others got to step up or it won't matter. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Nobody can do it by themselves. Nope. But I right, man. Appreciate the call. Sound like he had to go. Oh, my bad. Sound like he had to go there. All right. Uh, let's get to my third and final key to the game and we'll finish off in the chat and on the phones micah and the middle not micah in the middle uh, we did a segment about micah in the middle uh, last year at some point but this is micah and the middle and the reason why i say that is because we talk about the pressure on brady earlier in the show we talk about quick pressure on brady because they're going to get the ball off quick i think honestly it starts and ends with the lion, Michael Parsons. It starts and ends with him. I understand that D-Law and Osa and these guys are also going to be a factor. And that's where the middle comes in when I say Osa. Because if we're going to attack Tom Brady from a pass rushing standpoint, we're going to need to do so and be effective, I think, in his face. He's a, he's a veteran. He knows how to step up in that pocket. As much as I like D-Law, Tristan Wirfs is good too. They're going to battle all day. There's going to be wins and losses there. Uh, Donovan Smith is the side that I would attack with a guy like uh, maybe Sam Williams from time to time because of his speed, but definitely Dante Fowler. Saw a stat yesterday by my guy Bobby Belt. Dante Fowler has the most sacks on Tom Brady over the last like three or four years. Dante Fowler sacked Tom Brady last year, uh, got to him a bunch. And he gets off the ball. Him and Mike could probably get off the ball the best on the entire team. So, if Dante is going to make it tough on Donovan uh, Smith on that left side and whoever else is over there, really, that means Tom's going to step up. So Osa, Micah, Neville, Bo, Tristan, Tristan, 
all those guys are going to have to play extremely well in that middle of the field because what you cannot do is allow Tom Brady to get comfortable and step up and just pick you apart across the middle of the field. And not just those dudes blitzing, but behind them, the linebackers, the safeties. Like you can't you can't allow that middle area to be a soft spot for Tom to fall back on. Because I, when I was watching the tape, I did notice that a lot. It, it, Tom gets pressure. All right, cool. Dump it right off in the middle of the field. If he doesn't get pressure and we're in a zone, a- Antonio Brown is getting chunk play. Chris Godwin's getting a chunk play. Gronkowski, chunk play. So we've we've got to protect the middle of the field. And I do think there is an advantage, though, at least at the line of scrimmage. There's an advantage because, first of all, Mike is an advantage every week. But there's center Robert Hainsey, second-year pro, young guy. He's not Jansen. The rookie guard Luke Godeke, a rookie. He ain't Alex Kappa. All right? So there is an area of that middle of the of the offense for the Bucks to attack, and I hope they do attack it because if they do so, I think Tom will be on his ass all day. Go, again, go watch the, I think it was the Saints-Bucks game last year, man. They, they pressured Tom's ass all day, and he just could not get in the rhythm. And you can put that on there if you want. Keep him out of a rhythm. I think you win this game defensively. I don't even think I know I know I know our guy said that they don't need the offense to score. I still need the offense to score. But I don't think you're gonna have to score a ton of points if you protect the middle of your defense. It all starts with that for Tom Brady. Everything else falls off of it. You want to get deep shots, that means he's gotta be able to step up when there's pressure. And he was able to do that last year. And you got hit with a gun Gronkowski on the sideline. You got hit with an A B deep. You get hit with an A B across the middle. Etc. Etc. Because you gave him the time and rhythm to do so, I personally don't think he'll get that time and rhythm down in, down out. Too many bodies, too many guys up front that I think it caused problems for the interior of that line. So those are my three uh, keys to the game. We can review them a little bit later on. Uh, I got a couple donations I didn't get to. Super chat. Appreciate you, blow to heavens. He said, "Should we play tank inside of it? Sure. Yeah. End game. Right." Let's roll, let's roll that end game out there from time to time uh, on obvious passing downs. And and can we can we agree that the NASCAR package slash end game package, I mean my my opinion, is better than last year? I think so. I think so. Let me get to these supers. My apologies, y'all. Today's date the ninth. All right, and I had pick up after five rings. Super chat. He says, just joined the chat today. Don't know if you hit on this, but how are we not discussing the kicking situation? No, I did not hit on that. With the O-line issues and wide receiver issues, we're just pretending that Maher (laughs) isn't our kicker. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. The kicking is... We talked about Cowboys almost had it last year. Four points left on the board. You lost by two. So... Yeah, the kicking definitely matters. But pick up after five rings. I'm probably not. I'm probably not the guy you want to talk to about the kicking worries because I'm a little biased this year on Brett. Ma, for that reason. Also, he looked good. I like. I don't. I'm not a kicker. I'm not a professional kicker. Or none of that, man. I don't pretend to be a professional or anything. But I deliberately focus my eyeballs on Brett Maher. Um, 
in Oxnard and in Dallas, he he looks good. Like like I don't know how else to put it, man. He the only kick he missed in preseason, didn't get a ton of shots, was a sixty-one yard field goal. Nobody's holding that against him. Uh, but he made every other field goal attempt in preseason. In in training camp, they they were doing these drills. He went ten for eleven in, in training camp. The only miss was in the forty-yard range, but he made the rest of his forty-yard uh, field goal kicks. And then obviously he was just crushing the fifty-yarders. So maybe that's why I haven't brought it up. But but it is definitely a fair observation. Brett Maher is the kicker, but I think we're thinking about Brett Maher from the Cowboys, who weirdly made all of his extra points, but he missed some of those forty-yarders. If I'm not mistaken, Brett wasn't bad last year. Let me let me just get this for y'all. He played for the Saints last year. And I don't think he was horrible. Let me let me, let me go look before I Yeah, he made 89% of his field goals last year. I mean, we are talking about field goal kickers. You know, it, it, they go through ebbs and flows. Now, last year, he did miss two extra points, whereas in, in with the Cowboys, he didn't miss. He missed one in two years. He missed one extra point. But he was 16 for 18. Pick him up. Pick up after five rings. I mean, he looked good. That's all I'm saying. So I'm going to I'm try to lean into what I seen from Brett Maher in the preseason and roll with that, man. But but you're right. The kicking situation cost us. So be cautious. All right. Be cautious. All right. We are locking up the phones. But hey, you know what? Pick up after five rings. I'm going to go ahead and give that. that to, that's today's fan focus comment of the morning. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give that to you because that that's, that is something that I haven't been talking about. And I got to be fair. And of course, the fan focus comment is presented by Boston Scientific. Don't know if you guys know this, but diabetes, heart disease, and prostate cancer procedures can contribute to ed and many men aren't aware of this or at least they fail to be aware of all the treatment options that a board certified urologist can offer all right so understand your options this is a very serious situation and learn where you can find an ed specialist in your area if you got questions hit up edcure.org to get the facts and find a urologist in your area again that's edcure.org sponsored by boston scientific all right, now the the donations are just flying in here. So let me get to these donations before I get back to the uh, super chat phone lines here. Sully, appreciate you. He says this end game end game package. Excuse me, this end game package with Sam and D Law inside, Fowler and Micah or Osa inside, Bar coming down as old heads was old head would say coot coot. Law have mercy. I got that part. Law have mercy for sure. Um, yeah, my, my end game package, I think I presented to Vach was D law, Sam, Micah and Dante. Those are my four rushers up front. Now you can, you can go even further if you want to put Anthony Barr in the field behind him and whatnot, but that, that would be my kind of favorite end game. Now, if we're just talking about mixing it up, yeah, you throw Osa in there cause it's not all ends, but yeah, I, I love that, that, that pro that thought process there. Uh, landlord super chat appreciate you dog he said your chat is hilarious they flaming me said i'm really from guam listen landlord you know how it is in here i ain't gonna lie i'm getting cooked <laughs> <laughs> you in here enough to know how to chat be dog so 
you know, some folk might might get in here and might be a little worried about getting on the phone. But listen, if you can laugh at yourself, you're good. You're good. Uh, Michael for LT. Appreciate the donation. Super chat. He says, if J. Lou don't play, how do you feel about A.B. going into the slot and having Joseph play outside? Actually, Michael for LT, I, I feel good about that. Honestly, shoot, I might even feel good if they throw Joseph or uh, Deron Bland on the, out, on the outside. I think the outside, and follow me and let me know if, if, if y'all ain't jiving with this, but I feel like if you got the boundary to assist you, it makes it, now I hate to use the word easier, but I feel like you can be more comfortable as a, as a young corner, speaking of Deron Bland now. Kelvin's he's already been out there. Kelvin's played in some meaningful games last year. He should be a little bit more comfortable. But but Duran, he hasn't played in a regular season game yet. I do like how he looks in the slot. But the slot against that quarterback and against this type of offense, I, I don't know if I'm just if I'm ready yet. And if you want to get his feet thrown in the fire, this is where you want to go. Put him in the slot and, and let's see what he got. But yeah, I think I'm with I'm with Joseph or or DB. Deron Bland on the outside and moving AB inside because he is a veteran and he can deal with or not deal with but he knows he's seen things in the slot he's played against Tom before um yeah that's not a bad idea I don't I don't I don't dislike that I don't dislike that eternal super chat dynasty I think is what you're saying appreciate you for the five dollar donation can you and Votch please do a collaboration with other team content creators before the games I think that would be a great show I used to do that. I used to do that when it was just my own. It wasn't A to Z. It was just Skywalker Steel's channel. Actually, it was Dallas Cowboys Network. Uh, yeah, and, and trust me, I, I'll reach out to, to those type of situations as well uh, to bring people in. It probably won't be something that's every week, but from time to time, yeah, we'll bring in other, I don't know about content creators, but uh, other teams, reporters or you know, that cover the team professionally or cover the team maybe in a manner like we do. Just just no offense to there's so many different content creators. You don't know what you're getting into. So I gotta kind of make sure I tread those waters uh right. All right, man. Let's get back to the phones and end these things. We got 205 on the horn. What's good, 205? Nothing much, guy. How you doing this morning? Man, I'm good. Just ready to get this thing rolling and, and get some football this weekend. Hey, I'm with you. Uh, this is Bo Jokes, by the way. Um, oh, Bo Jokes. What's good? I just wanted to call. Nothing much. I just wanted to call in and say that um, I think that the rookie, Jalen Tober and Simi Fioko and um, Demi Schuster, I think they're going to be able to have a big game because I think mm. they're going to double seed to try not to allow him to be able to go off. I think they're going to shadow seed him. So who do you who do you think is going to go off? I, you think all three of them are going to have a big game, or you got one of those three dudes? Oh, um, at least one of them. Okay, but I think all of them could have a chance because of them doubling or shadowing. Um, CD. My my hope is that they move CD ar around and they and they still get CD the ball. What I don't want is them to be like, all right, yeah, we'll let Tobert and Simi and Dennis Houston 
go off because going off for them might not be game changing. Where if CD goes off, that does change the game. You know, I don't want it to be similar to last year. Where like, ah, here Dalton Schultz, have it. Here said Wilson, yeah, you, you you can have a good game, but as long as these guys aren't having a good game, we can live with that. So I'm still hoping somehow, some way, they find a way to get CD Lamb the ball, um, and then and then and then you know, go off of that. Yeah, I think I think they're going to use CD with a lot of with a lot of um, screens and motion mm. to try to, help, to try to prevent the double. But I do think that they're going to try to shadow CD whether he's in the slot or on the outside. Which I know it'll be difficult for them to shadow him in the slot, but I think they're going to try to scheme up a way to try to do that. That's the hard. That's just going to be the hardest part right there, bro. But hey, appreciate you, Bo. Let me keep it moving on the uh, on the phones here, brother. Appreciate you too, Scott. Have a good morning. You too, man. All right, let's get to three, two, five. What it is? What it do? Hey, what's the Tampa Bay fan again. Chase? Yes, sir. What's up, Chase? we two days out, man. You excited? I'm very excited. and Hopefully, it's a good game. Um, I do agree y'all are going to have to attack the perimeter to be effective and not just in passing game in gadget plays or nothing, but you have to go hard at it with... Yeah, deliberately, right? You have to go like, hard like... at it with Deliberately with the running game. Exactly, I agree. Can I ask you something, Chase? What last year when the Cowboys played the Bucks, um, y'all y'all secondary was kind of compromised. Y'all was dealing with injuries going in, and then one of your cornerbacks got hurt. Maybe two of them got hurt in the game. Yeah, yeah. What's y'all what's y'all DB situation like now? Everybody healthy? I know y'all got y'all signed. Was it Logan? Who y'all signed? Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan. As a Tampa fan, y'all feeling a little bit better about about the, the secondary going into this game? Yes, uh, we did lose Jordan Whitehead to the Jets. You did in off yeah. offseason, but we brought in Logan Ryan to replace him, and we've had real healthy competitions at the cornerback position, and so uh, they've been pushing each other. And then, of course, when you're having to work against Julio and Russell and Evans and stuff during practice, that's going to kind of get you ready for a lot of things. If I remember correctly, Murphy Bunting was our mouse in the house last year. If if you're not familiar, you're not familiar with that term. It it means the the guy we were kind of wanting to pick on. Is he still, he's still on the team, right? Yes, he's still on the team, but. Is he still your nickel, your nickel corner? No, he got beat out, I think. Ah, uh, damn. I was, not, hoping not he was, I was hoping he still was your guy because that's the mouse in the house right there. C.D. Lamb on Murphy Bunting is where I would be attacking all day. Yeah, no, uh, they're going to see. I think he um, – don't quote me on this because I'm bad with names and stuff. Sure. But he got beat out, but he will play. Because they have, they have a, uh, a good rotation of defensive backs. Okay. Well, all right, Chase, I appreciate you giving me um, some information on your team, brother. I do have one question, though. Sure. And I'll make it quick. Other than your offensive line, 
what is your biggest concern besides the obvious? It would be the receiving position. All right. Like last year, the Cowboys had an advantage there. Like that, I felt, yeah. I, I was, a lot of people kind of wrote the Dallas Cowboys off in that game, and, and which was wild to me because I'm like, I mean, hello, do you not see our offense? Is it because y'all worried about Dak? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I felt good about it because I felt good about Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CD Lamb. I didn't think y'all could match up with that, and y'all didn't. Um, but this no, year, didn't at all. yeah, I think you can match up with it. So I'm, I'm, my worry is that if, if this, if it's the same type of script as last year, like say Brady gets out to a fast start, say it's, you know, 10 to, 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 to seven or sorry, 10 to nothing or 13, three or something like that. My worry is that Kellen kind of gets tight and doesn't realize that he still needs to maybe give it to TP on the perimeters and, and the other, these other guys. And he just says, all right, now we got to throw this thing. And now we're talking about needing Noah Brown and Dennis Houston and Simi and these guys to to play up to par that that, 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 that Amari did and, and Gallup did in that game. So, you know that that's my other my only other worry besides the offensive line offensively is do we have the perimeter players to keep up if we need to? There wasn't a game last year, not one. I went into the game no. like I'm worried about keeping up. I didn't worry about that. No. This year, no. That's... Week one. I do worry about keeping up. That's yeah. I wasn't worried. I wasn't. I wasn't one of the fans sold on. Oh, the Cowboys can't keep up in the shootout because y'all did have dangerous weapons, and Cedric Wilson ended up becoming a little gem for y'all as well. Yeah, yeah. Last year we were we were stupid deep at the receiver position. Stupid, stupid deep. Oh y'all going crazy, man! All right, man. Appreciate you, Chase. No problem. Great. Thank you. Yo, y'all coming? Y'all coming for for landlord's top? What what, what happened, landlord? Y'all something else, man. You damn right, Shaq. Did you peep that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase, t- tell me about your weaknesses on your team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, listen, I did that. I think we did it with the Fal- Falcons last year or two years ago. We did it with the Eagles. We did it with a few different um, creators or bloggers or reporters or what have you. So maybe I'll try to bring that back. What's good, Aaron? All right, we got two more. We got 443. Then we're going to end it with Reek. What's up, 443? What's up, man? This is Steve from Maryland. Steve from the DMV. That's right. You got to remember this area code, man, because I'm going to be bothering you a little bit more this year. Uh, hey, listen, you keep keep bothering me, brother. I appreciate it. I just can't save names anymore. I got I got to write a stern letter to my this little program I got because usually I'll be able to save your name. But, man, what you got for us? Uh, I got a few little points, man, Um, uh, and then I'll, one main one, but I'll uh, touch on real quick. Sure. Um, As far as all the Cowboys fans worried about Dak, man, he's fine. Uh, SI reported, you know, the guys that were there at the practice said it was an issue with uh, the, the ribbing inside the shoe. Yeah. And, you know, I personally just went through that. I bought new Adidas work boots, and it dug into my Adidas. my my uh, ankle right there for the first two days. And then about a week, after about a week, you know, it was fine. So he said he's fine. I trust he's fine. All us Cowboys fans need to not worry about that. Simple issue. Um. My other thing I wanted to touch on is, man, have you seen Brady? I respect Brady and all, man, but I don't know if he's hitting a pipe or or if he's going through some depression or whatever, but he looks sickly, man. 
Yeah, I, I noticed that when he did his whole, I'm, I'm, I'm 40, I'm 45 years old and I'm going through a lot of shit. That's what he said at the podium. And now kind of the whole situation with his wife is, is coming out. They're not sure if it's true or not, but regardless, he's clearly going through something personally that, it, you know, I know he is who he is, but at the end of the day, we're all human. You know, if, you, if your mental is affected, that affects everything else you do personally, professionally, whatever. So, yeah, he's going through something, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not knocking on him because, I mean, we all go through shit. But, right. I mean, I just hope he ain't doing that on purpose because he don't look good. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you think he's doing, so, he doing something else? No, I, I don't see Brady doing that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. TB12, too, much, yeah. too much over his head, man, to lose. So, um, But I definitely think it's something to do with depression because I don't see Brady losing weight like that because he don't look healthy and he don't look himself. So it's definitely got to be something really personal. Well, I hope in his personal life everything is fine. But you know, when that whistle blows in between the field, this is what I'm gonna say to Tom Brady. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell, right, let me <laughs> tell we, you, we don't care. We don't care about none of that shit, Tom. Sit your ass down and take this L. <laughs> so, hey. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, also, I'm hearing that uh, you know, if for any reason J. Lou don't start, uh, or even if he does, that more than likely, it's going to be Bland over Joseph. Yeah, and I, I kind of like that, to be I honest think, with you. Yeah, I think Deron Bland is your cornerback four right now. I mean, he, he earned it. Yeah, I, I think he's better than Joseph. Uh, well, and he definitely yeah, can lay the, I, I, lay I the think, hit on him. I think he's done, he, he's done enough in preseason and camp to at least get the opportunity to show that, right? Like, I think he's he's earned the opportunity to show that, hey, Y'all don't y'all don't need no Calvin Joseph to be your cornerback four or three. I'm that guy. So yeah, he's my first man up from the bullpen. Exactly. And that's what the that's what we need. We need players on the field that want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So this brings me to my final point, man. Uh I was really thinking about this over the last week or so, and I realized something that bothers me every single season to the point where I actually have dreams about it. And it's something that the Cowboys have been lacking for at least the last 20 years. And I know, you know, they talk about, you know, we're trying to get a different culture change in here and everything like that, and that's all fine and dandy. Yeah. But for at least the last 20 years, man, me living in the Baltimore area, I'm surrounded by Ravens fans. But the one thing I can give the Ravens is, if you look at their team every single year, the one thing that they have is a brotherhood. They all fight for each other, and they all stick up for one another, and they have a true camaraderie. And I can honestly say, Sky, for the first time in at least 20 years, I feel like the Cowboys have a camaraderie with one another as a team, as a whole, on that field, finally. And I haven't felt that way in the last 20 years. You've had your Jason Wittens, you've had your Des Bryans, your Romos, and you know, a uh, couple players here on the team now that, you know, have that passion. But this is the first two years that I've seen where everybody fights for one another and has that, especially this year, that true blood. We're going out for blood for one another. And I don't think there's any Cowboy fan that can say that we've had that for the last 20 years because I haven't felt it. I haven't seen it. And I think that's the one thing this team really needs They've needed this culture change very bad. And I that right there is enough 
to put more wins in your pocket. When you know that the brother next to you is going to die for you and they're going to give it your all, it's, and when you see that person give your all, it's going to make you want to give your all. And I truly believe, believe that they're going to, excuse my language, but they're going to mess, they're going to mess the, uh, the bucks up this Sunday because I think them boys are going for war. All right, man. If, if from, your, so, from your lips to, to the football guy's ears. That's right. I hope you have a blessed Friday, man, and go Cowboy Nation. All right, man. Have a good weekend, brother. Let's do it. Yeah. It's a tight, it's a tight group. It's a, it was a tight group last year. I'm hoping that that helps them get further in the postseason. But um, yeah, you know, these guys, these guys play for each other, man. Dak's a great leader. I I I just I hardly ever question the locker room. Even under JG, the locker room, I think, has always been a really solid locker room for the most part. I mean, he had a T.O. situation going on at one point. Uh, but y'all know me. It's, it's beyond that locker room where my questions always lie. And I always truly believe these dudes are going to have to to win in spite of the rest. All right, final call of the morning. Rick, what's goody? What's going on, Skywalker still? Cowboy Nation, stand up, like, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Um, my thing is this, Mister. My uh, thing. Yeah, that's my thing. Until Trey, I said it though. Uh, <laughs> my man Trey with the wrench. I'm watching you, kid. But anyway, um, yeah, my thing is with with the offense. They need to throw Turpin in to throw it. I want to see them throw the ball down. I want to see that throw the ball down the field at least twice. To Turpin, even if it doesn't work, I want to see him throw it down there, just to just to put the threat out there. Like Man. you sleep, I will throw it deep. You know what I mean? And Man. my my other thing is like with this defense, with this defense, let's pressure this dude, man. Like I said yesterday, I don't care if he gets the ball off, hit him, rattle him, make him move. Because Tom Brady gets frustrated when he has to move around. If he can't just step up into that pocket, he's not comfortable enough to step straight into that pocket, he's flut- he flustered. Hit this dude, even if he completes the ride. Yeah. Slow down the run. Even if you can't stop the run, slow down the run, you know, and make Tom Brady have to really think, you know what I mean, to where it's like, I got to get this ball out of my hand two seconds. I can't even sit back here. That's what I want to see. I want to see them have a, a total collapse of that offensive line because that's going to help everybody else in the back. You know what I mean? And another person I'm really watching and looking at Who that? is LVE, man. Hmm. I want to see if, if Tom is going to pick on this dude. And if Tom picks on this dude, there's no reason why we should have got rid of some of these other young linebackers on this team and, let, and wave them and let them go or waved him and put him on the practice squad. I understand that LVE, we, he's a first-round draft pick, but the league showed us that he's not that valuable. He's okay. You know what I mean? But if he can show up a little bit, uh, give us a little bit of what he did last year, at the end of last year, okay, I'm cool with that. But if he started looking like the uh, slow-moving uh, LVE, they can't turn and it, it, when somebody throws something in front of them or run to the play behind them, yo, man, we need to get some of these young boys up in here to take that position, you know. And um, 
Well, that's I, my whole thing. And yeah, I'm, if that's your whole thing, I, I would like to interject. You got another one? Go ahead. Yeah, you got another one? Uh, uh, my other thing is, uh, we can't just give up on Kevin Joseph like that. We got he's a young player. He's he he he's obviously going through something mentally, you know. And the Cowboys decided yeah. to stick with him. So we can't just give up on our young players like that, you know. I mean, even though he was caught up in some real messed up stuff, yeah. But he's still on his team. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. gotta let him rock. Yeah. We gotta let him rock. You know what I mean? Because we picked him in the second round for a reason. So we gotta at least let him uh, get it together. Because he hasn't had a lot of snaps out there anyway. Okay. You know what I mean? If we gave if we gave a person Great. like we got Landon, Brown bro. We got Landon. all this time, okay. If we gave if we gave a person like Brown all this time to mess up and get it together, that's what we got to do. All right. Yeah. All right. You good? All right, all right, Rick. All right. Appreciate you, man. Ooh, man, you, you you had a perfect. You had it perfect until you went to your other thing. I ain't even gonna touch on the Kelvin thing. We talk about Kelvin, but but the LVE thing is what I wanted to to to, to tap into. That is a that is a very that's true. Like LVE is somebody that we definitely have to be looking at in this game because if he's going to play, which I don't know, I don't know how much he's going to play. He played 14 snaps last year, 14, and it wasn't like oh, it's because Jalen played a whole lot. Jalen didn't play a whole lot of snaps last year, so. And I, I personally don't think LVE is, is set for this game plan. I, I just don't. But, but hey, maybe LVE, he slimmed up. He's better and quicker and faster. And the neck and all that, the, the hip, the neck, the back, or whatever, is not affecting him no more from a physical standpoint. But, um, yeah, LVE somebody to watch. My, my thing is airline sponsored by Spirit. Man, that's, I told y'all we practicing this thing. Like, if it's a, if the flow is there, yeah, we can let's rap. But if it's just one long run-on sentence of seventeen different topics, we got clean that up a little bit. Let's, let's clean that up a little bit, right? We, it's cool. It's still preseason. We here week one, so after week one, hopefully we we understand these things. I am not opening the lineups no more. We are done. The show is over. We're hitting it a good time period right now. 10 o'clock, Cowboys Bucks, Sunday at 7.20. Your boy and Jesse, I thought I'd have my, my promo done. It won't be done till probably later today. So uh, we'll, we'll post that around the social media. So look out for that. We'll be back at Texas Live, going live about an hour before each game. So about 6.20 on Sunday Central. Um, we'll be live, breaking down. The show, uh, breaking down the game pregame show we'll also be doing halftime and we'll also be doing the post game show as well so make sure y'all check that out and of course if you enjoy what we do here hit that like button if you really enjoy it subscribe if you have not easiest way to support easiest way to support we definitely got a, a re what we got we got to do when you call in is we definitely got to light the chat up with hashtag my thing is there's only a handful of y'all that got a thing that is certainly your slogan hashtag my thing is i love it no i'm not i'm i, I refuse we're good that's why the lines was open when they was open they was open when it was open see my thing is danny 
you you you've got to be able to <laughs> uh sounds like lv is having what you talking about Derek? i mean but trey it is it, it's, it's i don't know brother it's like when you call in if you got a concrete hard one or two points i think there's just a there's an etiquette about delivering that point and, and allowing the host to either combat or what, what have you as opposed to and i'm just back here like oh it's just show now you know so that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying trey yeah. i love y'all no matter what though so no show today no no uh prime time show won't be on a volume later where fridays are off for that so this is it i will see y'all on sunday sunday night i'm ready i'm ready for it, cowboys nation so with that said, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and press this button and we're going to get the heck up out of here. All right. It's Friday, baby. Sky, are you doing the invite to the cookout? Yes. When the Cowboys get this dub, we'll have our cookout on Monday. Maybe I'll do some cookout candidates on Sunday. We'll see. All right. But we'll be back. Predictions, all that good stuff. I'll have it for y'all. Sunday night. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace.